0: It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans, after all, it's only pressure. You got this,
1: Adidas. Hey mate, how disappointed would the Eagles have been on Devin Robinson saying, You know what? I'm going to stay with a club where I might not even be guaranteed a position for a lesser contract because of the culture and our ability to win a premiership versus going to the Eagles starting round one in the centre bounce for a more lucrative contract and to go home to his home state. It's a big blow.
0: Look, I think it's a setback, but I also think that teams down the bottom often make the mistake of thinking that fringe players... At a good team will become great players for their team. And it it Mm. tends not to be the case. Um, So, yeah, I think it's a setback. And clearly it shows that West Coast right now are not a destination football club. That's stating the obvious. Um, And Robertson also, I think, don't underestimate the character of the kid. Like, he was a leader at the under-18s level. He's not the sort of kid that's going to walk away from a challenge like that. He would see the Lions as, you know, in the premiership window. And he would back himself in to... You know, staying the team. I think he's got a challenge on his hand because I think Ashcroft will return to that team at some stage next year, and obviously yep. his younger brother is arriving soon after that. And at that point, spots in that midfield are going to be hard to come by. But but the other thing for him is don't forget that let's say West Coast stay with the plan to go with Harley Reed, and they've got Jinby and Hewitt. All of those three players would back themselves in two years' time to be ahead of Devon Robertson in the pecking order as well. So. Mm. Um, yeah, I think if you're a fringe player in the AFL, as Devon is, um, and even though he fought his way into the team at the end of the season, he still played what 16 or 25 games. Um, it's a tough gig, you know, and um, and I think he he probably believes if he has a bit of luck and plays his cards right, he has a chance to be part of team success over the next two years at the Lions. So yeah, I, I think he's I think he's made a good call
1: pretty reasonable assessment i would have thought what's the latest uh, with the west coast ceo is it going to be don pike
0: well i think he's definitely in the mix he's keen on the job and they have clearly reached out to him and sounded him out um there's a lot of water to go under the bridge and when i spoke to paul fitzpatrick earlier this week he was very cagey about who was in the field i think as i wrote for code sports if there's one person in the AFL industry who could make the jump from a position of being an assistant coach to being the CEO in a big club, it's Don Pike. He has a, a, mm. a very strong business background. Clearly, he's a very intelligent bloke. West Coast tend to like blokes that they know and that they're familiar with, and they're obviously very familiar with Don Pike. So I would I would expect him to be right in the front line when they uh, when they make their selections.
1: Adam Simpson will definitely be the coach for round one.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. I I mean, God, they've had a bad two years, um, Kane, but it's going to look even worse if they they back him um, after round 24 and then sack him before round one. So, yeah. Even
1: if a new CEO comes in and has a different lens and a different opinion, or will they only pick a CEO that will be in line with the board and on the same page?
0: Well, at West Coast, the board decides, the CEO, besides uh, the CEO and the coach. So, um, yeah, the, the board is back Simpson, so Simpson will be there um, in round one. Don't forget Don Pike has worked with Adam Simpson as well. So um, it, Simpson brought him back into the um, the group when, when he first arrived and he was his stoppage and strategy coach. Um, and they worked very successfully together before Pike took the job in Adelaide. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't have thought that if Don Pike were the CEO that would affect Adam Simpson's tenure as the coach.
1: Mm. What's, what's a pass mark, do you think, for the Eagles next year? And it's probably not in relation to wins and losses, is it? But eventually, you know, it has to be. It, it can't be a two-win season, um, Duff. What, what do you think is a realistic expectation on the club?
0: Well, a developing team should be capable, once they get young talent, should be capable of, you know, somewhere between five and eight Strong performances, so therefore you'd be saying, you know, somewhere between five and seven wins, the percentage in the, um, you know, in the seventy to eighty-five bracket, as opposed to down in the in the fifty to sixty bracket. um, Not the strings of bad losses, not the strings of completely uncompetitive performances when they're just not in games at any stage at all. Um, So it's almost like you'd measure them almost quarter by quarter more than you know, mm. wins and losses over the season. But I think they should be capable of winning, you know, six games and they should be capable of um, far fewer blowout losses and, um, and and more strong competitive quarters of footy within games. Do
1: you think they are on the same page with pick one and what to do now that the line has been consistent with the club that at this stage they will use pick one on, on Harley Reid unless something extraordinary comes across their desk? But then we're hearing yeah, there's a uh, lot of clubs that want it, North and, and Hawthorne in particular.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, you know, I, I I reckon the talk on Harley Reid's gone a bit crazy because at the end of the day, one player. Yeah. And if you t- take three steps back from this and assume that the, the, the talk about, you know, all these crazy offers coming for Harley Reid almost makes the assumption that there's one kid in Australia that can play at the mm-hmm. age of 18. It's a pretty crazy assumption, isn't it? I mean, I've seen yeah. Daniel Curtin play six games of senior footy for Claremont. Now, he's somewhere in the top five, but not necessarily number two. Daniel Curtin looks a pretty bloody good player to me. Mm. Um, and and um, so you know, West Coast, like Harley Reid, they think he's the best player in the draft. They will take him unless they clearly think they're winning in a trade situation. Now, if they're winning in a trade situation, that probably means the team that they're trading with are losing. Um, in that trade situation so yeah it's pretty um, yeah. similar
1: like to to Hor- the horn francis one before he was picked and the offer's coming to north for pick one so i think adelaide was three first round picks with something back in the second round i think richmond had an offer that was similar now in hindsight north should have done that deal really because he left a year later and, and there's not it's not without risk that harley reed might want to do the same in three years time
0: yeah, I, th- I think that's true. But having said that, going to a, a small Melbourne club um, outside of your own state, I mean, let's face it, when West Coast gets competitive again, which you would expect them to be more competitive next year and and more competitive again the year after that, um, Harley Reid would be coming for three years if he comes. Um, by that stage, you would expect West Coast to be definitely pointed up with. West Coast is a monster club, mm. Um you know, when West Coast are competitive, they're playing in front of 50,000 people every week at Optus Stadium in their home game. It's, it's not a bad place to be. Well, even, a, even,
1: when they're <laughs> lo- even when they're as bad as Fitzroy, there's still 41,000, 42,000 people turning up. It's it's remarkable. Hey, before we let you go, a word out of Freo. Pretty pretty quiet trade period, but the pressure's going to be on next year.
0: Oh, big big time. I mean, at the end of the day, if they don't play finals next year, then Justin Longmuir's been there five years for one finals berth, which you would Mm. think would mean the end of Justin Longyear. So um, yeah, I would think they have to be playing finals next year. The interesting watch there is Sean Darcy, isn't it? I mean I've I've heard what you've had to say about it. Um, I I, kind of like 75% agree with you. I I think at the very least Fremantle has to be having the conversation amongst themselves about not is Sean Darcy a good player, because clearly he is, not whether he can team with Luke Jackson, because I think they are different types of ruckmen, so I think they can. It's whether they can get a better outcome by going a different way and whether they need that amount of money invested in ruck stocks that they would need to re-sign Sean Darcy. Because clearly, um, Sean Darcy, as indicated, he wants to stay, but they're obviously haggling over money and tenure because it hasn't been done yet.
1: Yep, um, exactly. And, so- and is, he, is he going to be durable enough with... the the way that he's built and and made up. And we've seen, even like way back in the day, Sean ran a couple of knees. He's a big man. Is he going to be durable enough for the 10 years? And is right now the best time to get him out and get his maximum value? Duff, we could do this for ages. Unfortunately, out of time, but appreciate the update, mate. Thanks for your time.
0: Good on you, Kane. Cheers. Mark
1: Duffield there. If you want to have your say on any of that, one 736 736 coming up very, very shortly. Tom Morris with all the latest as the free agency window is open.